Well, we are back on our maiden voyage of the uh, John and Brad show, the Brad and John show. I am Brad, and he is John Combest. And by the way, I promote you wherever I can. What, Thank you, Brad. What John does every morning, 365 days a year, in leap year, 366 days a year. Yes. <laughs> and and it's done since when? October of twenty of 2001? Was that what you That's said? That's right. Yeah. Just turned 22. The website just turned 22 years old. So you've done this. Uh, you started right after 9-11 then, right? I did, yeah. It was it was that fall. Gosh, I was 23 years old at the time. I was oh. a young man. So John does... And it, uh, for folks who haven't seen it before, it's... it's. Go ahead, Brad. No, I, you dropped out a minute there. Well, go ahead and say what... It, you, you can get a better idea. You can tell the story better than I can. Yeah, in the 90s, like, like so many people that followed news, I loved the Drudge Report. And I woke up every day reading the Drudge Report. And I wanted to build something like that for the state of Missouri. So I bought my own domain name and just began updating the site every morning in October of 2001. So if folks go to johncombest.com, by 7 a.m. every morning, you'll have every news article in the state of Missouri that focuses on state politics or our federal elected officials and uh, from Missouri. And and what what it is is it's a very – and I don't mean this as a dig. I mean this as a compliment. It's a very bare bones looking website. No graphics. Absolutely. No video. No dancing. You know, dancing, dancing kids or anything. Babies like. or monkeys. Dancing babies or monkeys. Uh, it's essentially a bunch of links, and you look at what you want to look at. You sort of peruse all the different topics and things like that, and then you click on one of the links, and it takes you to that particular website. And so let's 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 we'll, we'll start doing this. What if I said to you the top three stories in the state of Missouri right now? What are they today? Well, if you go to johncombest.com today, you'll see the top stories are there was a big pro-Israel rally in St. Charles yesterday. Really? So there's some local media coverage of that. Um, let's see. Also, there's quite an interesting letter to the editor uh, in the Springfield paper where a gentleman who's pro-choice suggests that instead of adopting foster kids who are a, according to him, a net cost to society, folks should abort those babies instead. Uh, and that would be a, a bigger benefit to society. So that's the kind of thing uh, it's up today. So, so he's... And then let's think also it's the beginning of, or we're coming to, to the end of firearms deer hunting season. There's a unique story from the Washington, Missourian, about a woman whose dog was shot. Really? On the Friday before deer hunting season started. She has set up a GoFundMe, and she is pretty much laying the blame at Missouri Hunters, even though hunting season hadn't opened yet. So the Department of Conservation is reminding people to actually take a close look at whatever you're shooting before you begin. You know, the sad thing about that is that's the perfect example of your typical deer hunter is very conscientious, you know, goes by yes. the rules, you know, plays by the, you know, plays plays well with other people, safety, you know, you, you take, I guess this is what's sort of frustrating to me is that people will, like, for example, people will criticize gun owners, and there's several politicians who've talked about the fact that if you shoot a deer with an AR, with an AR-15, that deer's going to explode, you know? Right. you know, and it's like, you have no idea what you're talking Which about. Which is untrue. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and Brad, you've talked about this before, but it's also the same type of folks that criticize America's farmers 
for you know pollution and for anything negative with the environment they blame cattle farmers right or they or they blame farmers for and farmers are the original environmentalists well they're always on the pig farmers you know the pig farmers are always getting, yeah yeah the know, get, That's right, exactly getting, right matter of fact you you know i worked in iowa uh up in des moines and yeah. uh you know i mean that's a big deal in, in, in iowa with the pig farmers but so so the lady's dog where was the dog was it on her property or what it was, she said she found the dog on a hill, I think near her property. Um, and the the dog is alive, but the dog has vet bills. So she has set up a GoFundMe so that folks can, you know, she's tugging at heartstrings so that folks could pay the vet bill. And it is a sad story. The, <clears throat> excuse me, the, the good thing about newspapers that have comment sections or robust comment sections is that someone in the comments today on the Washington Missourian site pointed out the fact that there's a few holes in the story and to lay the blame at hunters uh, is is pretty quick to judgment there well see I was gonna say the same thing because because of the fact that that you know you do have people and once again thank God they are a very 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 small subset that just shoot at anything on four legs you know what I mean and you said it was what even even before even before deer season correct this happened before deer season yeah it happened the yeah before deer season right and you know what's interesting about the Missourian story is that uh the story claims that the shooting happened the day that it opened, but in the comments, someone posted out that no, actually, the deer, the firearm season didn't open till that Saturday, and the dog was shot on a Friday. So it's those little details that that clearly aren't fact checked by the reporter. Well, you know, when I was on the air with Shelley, I, I am a I am a pet. I wouldn't say I'm a pet lover. You know, I don't have any pets right now. Do you have any pets? I don't have any pets now. Well, see. There is a story, and I know people who've listened to the other show maybe have heard this before, and they'll go, oh, here he goes again. <laughs> I don't know if you remember this or not, but there was a guy, maybe this happened five, six, seven years ago, some doofus down in South County, um, in South County, South St. Louis County, who got upset with his dog for whatever reason. And I don't know, maybe it did something, it pooped somewhere it shouldn't have, or whatever the deal was. But whatever reason, he got upset with the dog, and he grabbed a hammer out of his toolbox, and he beat the dog to death with a hammer. Uh. Okay, okay. now, once again, I say, that person is messed up. There's something right. wrong with that person. There's something wrong with that, Right, sure. okay. But what happened was, for like weeks afterwards... They picketed the guy's home. All the guy, all the you know, the pet lovers. Oh, we can't believe he did that. And they picketed his home. And I said, yeah. almost every week, you can read a story locally, in the Post Dispatch, or you know, anywhere. You know, you can go on a website to a, uh, you know, a, a major city. And almost on every week, sometimes almost on a daily basis, you'll see some story about some guy, and it's usually some dude who shakes his baby to death, beats yep. his baby up, kills his baby. Where are they picketing at that guy's house? You know right. what I'm saying? Of course. I mean, to the point where in the hierarchy of life, you know, the humans are on top. Let's be honest with it. We're yeah. on top, right? And the animals are beneath us. And I get it that people get emotionally attached to their dogs and things like that. But there comes a point when you have to say, okay, you care more about the fact that this guy beat his dog to death with a hammer than you do about some dude who shook his baby to death or yeah. the baby wouldn't shut up so he smothered it. You know, I mean, you know, it's just like, I don't get that kind of stuff. Well, you could also draw a pretty clear overlap if you looked at the folks who are animal rights activists 
and what percentage of them describe themselves as being pro-choice. I mean, that, I mean that's, a, that's a pretty significant irony. If you wear a meat is murder shirt and you also protest for abortion, I mean, that's a pretty clear dichotomy to me. But You know, that, that whole thing, that's, you know, if you say that, and this is a phrase that I've heard for a long time, and people, especially in the Midwest, sometimes go, huh? They call that abortion the third rail of politics. Now, yeah. for those of you who don't know what, what that means, in the subway system, I believe in New York system, City, they have, the subways have three rails, not two, but three, and... Two of the rails, the outside rails, are used for the the wheels to move the train. That's why the train goes down the tracks. The third rail is the power rail. That's where the electricity goes in. Unlike our Metrolink system, which uses a system, I don't know what they call it, like a trestle or something (laughs) like that. What is is that thing that's on top of the Metrolink? Do you know what that officially is called? I'm not a train guy. I don't know what it adds. I know that the metros are powered by by burning taxpayer cash. I know that's how how they're fueled. (laughs) Well, there's that, there's that thing that goes up to the top, which is the part of the electric and the and the, the rails on the bottom. Essentially, the, the thing on the top, which has that that thing that's on spring-loaded, and as the yeah. Metrolink moves down the tracks, it touches the 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 power source on the bottom, and then the, the rails on the bottom are the other side of the, 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 yeah. the, the current. And the idea being is, unless you're like Stretch Armstrong or you're Wilt Chamberlain, if you go out there on the rail system, there's no way you can stand and touch the bottom rail and the top power supply. So, but yeah. in New York, that's there's three rails and they talk about the third rail of politics meaning that if you cross two rails you get zapped and i think especially after we saw the most recent election is the abortion thing is just incredibly a hot button issue and the republicans unless they i don't know can do something they're doomed don't you think I think that, you know, I think that here in Missouri, it'll be a, a challenging election. The problem that pro-choice activists face is that, and and you can read some of these articles on my website as well, the pro-choice camp is quite divided themselves because the purists, we'll call them the purists, and the ones that really run, you know, the Planned Parenthoods and the most vocal pro-choice activists want, uh, want full abortion up until conception. So most of the folks on the Democratic side that actually want something to pass in Missouri do not want, you know, would not push for uh, abortion up until the, the point of delivery. But for the, for the most ardent pro-choice activists, there's no compromise on this. So they're having quite a debate, you know, and, and as my friend Scott Fawn, who hosts This Week in Missouri Politics, points out, in the days of a Jay Nixon or a Claire McCaskill, somebody would get these activists together and say, we're not going to go full tilt pro-abortion. We're just going to go pro-choice, and we're going to have some sensible guardrails around it. But in today's Democratic Party, because you lack that type of leadership, you're being led by the pro-choice activists. And in fact, I believe if you have a a strident pro-choice ballot initiative on the ballot, it will actually hurt Democrats. Now, say that again one more time about what you just said. Well, if if Democrat activists put uh, essentially a no apologies abortion measure on the ballot, they're in a much worse place than they would 
if they put something on that says, okay, we're Missouri will allow first trimester abortions. Right, right, right. So, so in other words, you're saying if they do go the full thing where you can abort literally, you know, on the day of birth, you could right. abort that that would be suicide for the Democrats. I think it would be I, it would certainly be less advantageous than if they put something on the ballot that said, okay, we're cool with first term, uh, or for, excuse me, first trimester abortions. In other words. There's no moderating the left-wing Democrat position on abortion. And in fact, they view that as a betrayal in the Democratic Party. Well, I, you know, being a guy that's, uh, you know, up there in years, I guess what I find is there doesn't seem to be much gray anymore. It seems like everybody is either one side or the other. And I'm, the, you know, saying right up front, I'm the libertarian guy. And sometimes I get this where people go like, well, is you for chaos? I go, no, no, that's an anarchist. <laughs> an anarch- yeah, an yeah. anarchist says no rules, you know, no, no laws, no nothing, anything goes. A libertarian essentially says, you know what? It's important that the government tells us to drive on the right side of this, the highway. It's important for the government to tell us that red light means stop. You know, you know I mean, it's things yeah. like that. It's important for us to uh, not allow someone to walk down the street and hit you in the head with a baseball bat. You know, those are the important things. But yet, what's happened is government has gone into so many crazy rabbit holes to the point Absolutely. where you know. Uh, can, can I tell you something that maybe you know? This, maybe this is some. Well, I'll tell you what. We'll talk about this in the next break. Yesterday, I got my mail yesterday. Yesterday in the mail, you know what I got? What's that? A property tax bill? No, I got that. I got <laughs> get those all the time. I got my pocket constitution. Nice. From whom? Well, are you familiar with Hillsdale College? I am, yeah. Okay. Good, a good right-wing institution. Okay. They advertise on radio a lot, and I'd say, great, you advertise on radio. You have my you know, vote of confidence right there. <laughs> and they have an ad where they say, hey, you know, you go to this website, and they give a website, and you will send you your free pocket constitution. I'm going like, what the heck? And I probably, you know, I even forgot about it. I maybe did this like maybe a month, month and a half ago. I sat and I read the whole thing yesterday, and it's wow. it's got the Bill of Rights and the whole bit. And you know what? It's fascinating because there's so many things in there that as I refresh my memory of things, I'm going like, wow. And what's also interesting is, especially when you go through the amendments, there are amendments that have been put in and taken out. And like probably the most yep. famous one is prohibition, where prohibition went in. I believe what was it? Nine, I have to get it. It's out in the car. 1919, I believe, prohibition. And if you don't know the whole story behind it, sounds that, about right. Yeah, they, where essentially it was illegal to. It was interesting. The 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 actual amendment states that it uh, the date the amendment was passed. Um, they, from that date, a year from that date, essentially it went into effect. So in other words, there was a year where I guess everybody just got s-faced if you know what i'm saying <laughs> and and yeah just exactly tilted back quite a bit of brewskis and stuff like that but anyway uh i tell you what let's take another break because i gotta run some commercials here and uh we'll talk about that on the back on the back side this is the bjshow.co <laughs> and i and that website's not up yet but i own it at least bjshow.co will be our official website once we get things going this is the inaugural version of brad and john in the morning it's 743